Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, people are so often asking us, how do they tell their young children about grief and loss? And we've always found that children's books are a wonderful way to do it. And we have got a beautiful book that uh, has been written just on that subject of helping kids. And we want to introduce you to our guest first, who has written the book. And she's a bereaved widow, and you will find out about her story on the show. Our show today is going to be on remembering our dads, and our guest is Veronica Slater. And Veronica uh, is a bereaved spouse. She lost her husband when she was relatively young, and she had two small children. So she was a young widow. And she went on to write a book, Mom, called My Father's Kite, which Mm -hmm. was basically a book for her young daughters uh, talking about the loss of their dad. And it is a tribute to their father. And Veronica is also an educator, a writer, and a photographer. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Hello. Hello. And Veronica is uh, tuning in from Canada, right? Toronto, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? I was so t- I came home and I've been out of town and I came home and I picked up your book. And I'll have to tell you, it, it is so beautiful. My father's kite. Got it right here. It's absolutely gorgeous. And you know what? I had to read through the whole thing. I was standing in my kitchen reading it, looking through the whole thing. And I was surprised. I had tears in my eyes immediately and was so touched by this book. And it reminded me of my brother, who was a great kite flyer. And, you know, and kites are, are such special things, such special stories for us. But I wanted to go back, way back in that time when you were a young widow. Well, actually, the, my daughters came after his diagnosis. So he had, we, he lived with ALS for five years. And so oh, he had ALS. Yes, Lugaric's yeah. disease. Huh. Yes. Yeah. And so the girls came after the diagnosis um, within 15 months of each other. Um, so we lived a very busy and full life for five years until he sadly passed away. It was, um, it was something that we prepared well for because we knew, you know, what was going to happen. Uh, we just didn't know when. Even during his illness, we were living in a small community and isolation was real. Um, it was also just before the internet. So, you know, we, it, it was very difficult to get information, to join groups, to find support. And after he died, the situation was pretty much the same. We were still living um, pretty far from our family and friends. And so, um, like I said, isolation was real. And um, I felt this tremendous responsibility to make sure that my daughters would be okay. And, and also I felt the responsibility to be okay myself because I didn't want my kids to um, for, you know, feel that they had lost their dad to ALS and then lost their mom to her own grief. Mm-hmm. So I needed to find a medium um, that would allow me to 
get us together, to gather us. And a, a medium ended up being the story that would remind us of, you know, the deep bond that we shared, the, this, this connection that we had to each other, and also the love that, that we have in our family. And so um, that's, that's, how I, that's how the story came to me. And um, it was important for me to write about traditions because it's such a good way of honoring the people that pass, right? And, and keep them present by doing these things that we do so naturally as a family. So this is exactly 20 years ago this yeah. year since his passing. So you see how long it's taken me. Yeah. We make ourselves all these promises and we think that we have it all figured out. And, you know, we're never going to fall in love and we're never going to get remarried because it's just too difficult and it's just too hard. And sure enough, you know, <laughs> the complete opposite happened very quickly. Um, and so... Um, stop and ask you how quickly because Heidi and I have done a lot of presentations with... Uh, people who've lost their spouses, haven't we, Heidi? And, and they're, like you say, it doesn't, you know, there's surprise and, and also they're like, wow, is it okay? And did your family think it was okay for you to get married that soon? And how, how soon was it? I, it was, so I was remarried within two years, pretty much. Um, my, my second husband is very likable. And so he, uh, and I think that, you know, our happiness was important to the people that love us. And so yeah. it was, it just became a new story and a new part of our lives. And, uh, I love it. and, and then, and then we've had two more children. So, yeah. well, so our family has grown. I like this too, Veronica, because, you know, being happy and moving on is, is, is what your your first husband would have wanted, mm -hmm. you know, and, and bringing another person into the girl's lives. It's such a positive thing. But I do think sometimes there's judgment. People either think you haven't waited long, long enough or that you waited too long. It's like you're damned <laughs> if you do, you're damned if you don't, you know. And it's know. interesting that people even weigh in on this because I sometimes think it's none of their business. So, you know, I like the fact that you found someone and that he sounds like an amazing person. And obviously I'm guessing that he has allowed you to keep the memory of your, of the girl's dad alive because you wrote this book. Well, and this is the, also another super interesting aspect is that he has been the, the, the driving force uh, in getting this book out. Wow. Uh, he pretty much laid out the foundation for me to um, know how to speak just how to publish it and, and, and really, you know, take it, take like literally took it out of my desk drawer and said, this, this should really be out there. And there are ways now that you can remain in control and you can do what you want with it. And so mm -hmm. he showed me the way. So I'm very grateful for that. It, you know what? I, it, when you say he took it out of my desk drawer, that's such a great visual. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking he took it out of your heart. Uh, yeah, to, and and put it out there for the world. So sweet. well, it, and you know, our our the second spouse. I mean, marries into in in my case a family of three, the three girls, and you know, my loss and my grief, as well as the girls, are it's very much a part of his own life now, and mm -hmm. it's very much a part of our own family life. Mm -hmm. So I think this is. This is one way to move forward. It's certainly been a very healing way of so moving what would, forward. So what would you say to, to, women, to people out there, men or women that have lost their spouses and are raising young children, what helped your girls? I think what helped my girls was to, 
to have to have a parent that was open and and i'm i'm not saying that i was perfect i am far from being perfect but I, I was trying to remain close as much as I could. And, as, and even as I moved forward, which is, you know, which feels so, um, so selfish in a way, except that as I move forward, they also move forward. Mm -hmm. So they got to do things they had never done before because, you know, ALS is a very difficult disease physically to live with. So we were very much um, confined to our home and you know even going for a walk presented challenges because not all sidewalks you know in the suburbs are accessible so can you imagine going from from that to all this freedom and this new person that looked and loved looked after them and loved them deeply and um and traveling and this discovering you know his family that also brought them into their into their home and into their hearts it's it's it was healing for all of us well well and i like that you said that you felt early on you said this earlier that you needed to take care of yourself mm -hmm. because i you know i'm a bereaved sibling and i've often said that one of the best gifts my mother gave me and she didn't realize she was giving it to me was that after my brother died several weeks after she started running again Mm -hmm. And that was really important to me because I had lost my brother and I was terrified I was going to lose somebody else in the family. So yes. what a gift to give your girls that you took care of yourself. I was very resistant to embarking in anything serious after my first husband died because um, for the reasons I mentioned before, there was this terrible fear of, of not even having my heart broken. It was more like you, what if what if he gets sick? What if he dies too? Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're just really difficult things to carry. It takes a long time to trust life again. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that like in my book, if you're able to kind of attach your, uh, I guess your emotions and your being to something bigger than yourself, in this case, it's nature. Um, how, you know, there's, a, know for a fact that there's always a beginning there's room for growth and then you know there's also a season for slowing down and then things tend to come to an end but if we hang on to this idea that things run in cycles we know that even difficult difficult things will end and so through the seasons in the book that's kind of what I explore is that you know even when things get really really difficult there is hope of a new beginning and uh and even difficult circles you know sometimes or actually always leave us with something learned something beautiful even if it's hard mm -hmm. and the uh, the art in the book showing those seasons mm -hmm. is absolutely phenomenal like the artist did a fabulous job uh, what what is her name her name is valentina migliori and uh interestingly she's italian so we worked through the internet um we had this year-long dialogue about the book and the illustrations and we exchanged um, sketches. So the way I was envisioning my story was was very clear in my mind and so I needed someone that would work with me and and I found this the perfect person. Wow Heidi how healing again to be able <laughs> to run this story uh, through another artistic person and get their their vision. But I've got to ask you one question how did yeah. you and your husband meet? I know people are like what he came to my door. <laughs> he came oh, wow. to my door, literally. Um, I, in the in the midst of um, my husband really being um, 
almost at the very end of his life, our financial advisor could not help us anymore because he had been transferred. And uh, so he recommended Mark. And so after my husband passed on, I needed to to continue and and you know get all my things in order there's uh there's a lot of admin work related to to death and it was it was uh it was draining so anyway but and i had this new financial advisor i needed to meet and so mark came to my door and that's how we met and uh it took it took a long time i it's not a long long time but i mean to me it seemed like every time we met i felt more and more at ease and I, I I was so conflicted inside of me I felt um, guilty for feeling that it was so great and so fun and that I was so attracted to this person um, because I, I felt disloyal um, and part of me was just so keen to get going you know and start living again um, living with ALS for five years is a long run yeah well, that's well, what that's- I was thinking Right, mom. Mm-hmm. You were, yeah, you were preparing just, in some way for all, all these years. Just lose all that function. It was, it's heartbreaking to disease. Yeah, heartbreaking. Well, um, and now your husband is he involved in the literary world? How how did he know how to publish a book and help you? I think he's very savvy. He just uh, he just got on Google and figured it all out. <laughs> and uh, and um, really, I. I was I was in the back seat. I didn't do much. I'm I'm not entirely sure I was ready for things to get going. I I honestly just felt that um, maybe no one could relate to what I had to say. Um, that it because it felt so personal to me. We uh, flying the kite, by the way, was not a family tradition of ours. Though I had my father had made a kite for my sister and I. But it just so happened that one of our last outings as a family was to fly a kite with our girls. And so I have the most beautiful pictures of that outing. And I thought, you know, that that might be a really good way of of bringing a tradition that is tangible and that people like, you know, that the girls will remember because they were also, you know, almost as old as they would ever be while knowing their dads. So I wanted them to to have that visual and that connection to the kite. So I wanted to know what did they say when they saw the book? They're they're young adults now and and doing really well. Um, but I mean, I they they've always known of the story and I've read them the story and they've read the story on their own. But um, and then there's also the two younger siblings who are also well, they're teenagers right. and they've also known about the story and they've known about our previous family and so it's all part of our our you know, day-to-day reality in a way. Um, I think my girls were positive and encouraging. I think they like to know that, you know, our story matters. I think the book also helps the, your daughters that didn't know their sister's father to get to know their life before they were born, you know, to get to know that whole other part of their life because now you're in a blended family, so... It took me a long time. It's not something that I've always done naturally. Mm-hmm. It really took a lot of work. And mm-hmm. it took work to literally, you know, go into the basement and dig up all of our family albums that I hadn't looked at in, in many years. Because sometimes when, you know, you feel like you're starting this new life and you're having all this fun and everything is just so normal. 
um, you don't really want to revisit that stuff. You know, you don't want to be reminded of outings and certain celebration and that stuff, but it comes a time where it becomes important that you do. So it, it was a lot of work. I, you know, physically I went and dragged them out of the basement and I brought them out and, but it was a process. It's, it's, these things don't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, a, that's an incredible thought of a process of bringing that up. You know, one thing that I think is so important for people that are joining us today is the fact that it's never too late. I mean, people are hearing so. you, it's never too late to revisit that story and, and to do that, right, Hyde? Absolutely, and then it's normal to be ambivalent about wanting to go there because there's a lot of pain and a lot of grief and a lot of, like you said, a lot of loss, things yeah. that you lost. and you know, and you need to be ready to do that. And it's okay to kind of put things away. And then, you know, there comes mm -hmm. a time where you're ready to, to revisit it. And I like that you still had all the stuff because people are always saying to us, what should we keep? What shouldn't we keep? And early on, sometimes they want to get rid of things and then they regret it later. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a great, you know, putting it away in the basement until you were ready to revisit it. Yeah. Um, it takes, it takes wor work. And I think you need to be aware of the fact that it's not because you're feeling a certain way or experiencing certain emotions that the people around you or the people that are grieving with you are at the same point mm -hmm. or just experiencing the same. Um, and so that's why I thought that if we had a medium, if we found a way of reminding ourselves of what really matters, which is each other, then we'd be better off no matter what it is that we were individually experiencing. Mm -hmm. So what would you say uh, for advice to people who have had a loss, how uh, particularly we're talking about spouse loss and how do you, what are some of the rituals that you would suggest or how do you introduce and keep the memory? There, there are birthdays. Birthdays are important. Um, there are, there, there is, um, and in, interestingly, ladybugs make us think of, of um, my first husband and the girl's dad, because they just started to manifest themselves after he passed in like wow. the weirdest places. And so ladybugs have become um, a symbol for our family. And so when we see ladybugs, we take pictures and we send we send them to each other. We often see them around birthdays, celebrations, and, uh, and we hang on to that because it's a mm -hmm. presence. And actually in the book, there's a ladybug that's hidden on every page. And so, ah. it's, um, so it's a way of, of also looking for hope, right? I love that. Absolutely. They have to look hard sometimes. Younger children can, can look at the story in terms of just the art, um, because that also tells a story, right, of the circle and, and, uh, and a time for everything, a time for every season. So, um, so there's really two stories, you know, one with the words and one with, the, with the, the art that Valentina created. If you had some advice, what would you suggest? I think, and, and this is in hindsight, right, I've had a lot of time to think about this. Um, I think the best thing is to remain open. I really do. I, I think that if you stay open and stay present and you, you're open to new experiences and you're also open to looking at the past so, so that you can grow from what's happened and, and, uh, and be open to what your children might be feeling and going through. There, there's no right way of going through 
profound loss. It's, you just have to navigate the trickiness of it. And the only way of doing that is really by being open and being present. Mm-hmm. That's great. Great advice. Now tell people how they get your book. So it's very easy. Just go to Amazon and it's right there. My father's guide. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas and thoughts with the world. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you, Veronica. And thank you for helping us find hope after losing a dad and a spouse. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks everybody for joining us today. And Heidi and I will hope you visit us at opentohope.com. And we always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.